0: Hi P.O. fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 13. Now we've got a bit of a weird one today because obviously Charlton apparently have some international players playing for them. Not really sure who they are or what sort of country would actually have some internationals playing for Charlton, but there we go. They're probably just scared of the mighty Pompey, but that means we've got no game to actually preview later. So we're going to do part one and then part two. So part one, we are going to be reviewing the Maidenhead game and followed by that, we'll be reviewing the Tottenham game going into that as well. And then after that, we'll do part two in which we will be doing Matt's debate. And in Matt's debate, we'll be saying, who has made a case in the last two games to be pushing for the first team? Followed by answering some of your listener questions, and then we'll just round it up with our thoughts. Matt, part one. Let's go in. There's three games now. There's three three wins in a what? We're in a row. Three wins on
1: the bounce, yeah. I think they were probably three wins that were expected. Um, obviously, definitely, the I think the Maidenhead game, um, a lot of people were nervous about it. Personally, I thought once we got the first goal, floodgates would open. Um, I think my prediction—I was nearly right, wasn't I? I said um,
0: nearly right,
1: nearly right. Not quite though. Three 0 but it, it it was ruined by uh, your favourite player, Lee Brown, assisting on the the Wheeler goal.
0: I'm yeah. just gonna just gonna say for that, nearly won me forty-one quid, Lee. So keep that up, mate. because yeah. I had an in-play bet. After, you know, put my money where my mouth is. Oh, it was so close, wasn't it? So I put close. basically everything I could afford on it. <laughs> yeah, pound, yeah. One pound. <laughs> That's it, mate. But yeah, yeah, 40-1, to 1, Lee. That was an absolute steal. As I said, I predicted you to win it. So, well, I predicted you to score, score anyway. Yeah. So yeah, unlucky, mate. And as as Lee it. said
1: as well in his tweet reply, he said it's
0: coming. So uh, keep keep plugging on those bets, mate. It and is coming, mate. <laughs> in fact, the more goals you go without scoring, the more chance I've got. i winning more money. So come on, mate.
1: So yeah, so um, anyway, uh, obviously there was goals from Ben Thompson, um, we had to wait 43 minutes for that, but I think it was a um, lovely bit of play by Ronan Curtis and Lee Brand down the left, lovely ball in from Curtis, and... Uh,
0: arriving late in the box. Arriving
1: late in the box, Yeah. <laughs> um, another one of them, um, and it was a fantastic run, um, I mean he completely lost the defender, and as we were sort of discussing before the, the uh, show tonight, you know, I think in League One, someone probably would have trapped Ben Thompson a lot better, um, and, and would have you know seen the run. Um, but he got away from from um, you know uh, that player, and, and he finished it
0: well. You know, down into the ground, past keeper. So delighted with that. I think the thing is though, if, when you're playing a non-League team, you just need to mix it up a bit. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're not used to having to run, all, track all these runners, etc. Yeah. And you know, Ben Thompson just shows a little bit of class there to make an intelligent run. Yeah, Ronan Curtis pulls the ball back so it's not just slapping it into the box yeah, there it was,
1: a, it was a really nice cold pass back wasn't it yeah. it was lovely Re- really well done actually um, but yeah I mean generally after that I think the, the floodgates opened um, I think Maidenhead lost their way a little bit there was plenty of space in the second half um, and Ollie Hawkins
0: Again He's a goal machine isn't he He is an the Absolutely moment Absolute goal machine And I, you can tell now I think before When he, he was You know Going quite a while Without a goal yeah. When he scored He celebrated You know Like he had lifted the cup But Against Maidenhead He scored He sort of Went to celebrate Did a little slight fist pump But sort of It was really half arse I And mean, it? it was
1: almost like He kind of expected it Which I You know It's great for For any fan to see Because he's obviously confident Which is yep, You definitely. know Really good for me Got to give a shout-out to Gareth Evans for the assist. I, I loved it, personally. It was like a driven cross, but he'd taken the pace off of it. You know, and it, I think that made it easy for Ollie Hawkins. Don't you think to it just up.
0: looped? I thought he sort of held up and then looped it up in the air. It, well, he,
1: I mean, he drove on the volley nearly, didn't he? It? it looked almost like a half volley, but he just took the speed off and it just... It slowly came across, which I think gave Hawkins advantage. It He drifted it down about, to yeah. his head, didn't he? Yeah, and it, I mean, it was well done. Um... Then me and you
0: I think it was our we said our favourite goal of the game, Jamal Lowe on the spin. That is an absolute class finish because he just the ball comes across and I, I probably I mean this is probably why I played like defence on midfield, I would have hit it on my left foot. Yeah, I think I, I would have done yeah. and I'm definitely a one footed player. But Jamal, he just does that little spin, kicks it in. It was just a, a Casual. class, wasn't yeah. it? Casual. He looked so you know. confident doing that. Love finish. that.
1: And then as, as we've discussed the Dave Wheeler goal from Lee Brown free yeah. kick so unlucky um, I've got to say and we both said before as well
0: good save from the keeper a lot of um, no, conference good, keepers yeah.
1: might have misread the, the shot coming like that so, you know... You,
0: you think I think when you got people like Pittman over the ball, you might have thought that was the option they'd go for rather than using an actually left-footed player to hit that on goal. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Andrew Moon even said on the commentary when, you, when we re-watch, re-watched the game, so we can blab about it to you guys, that he was a decoy. You know, Lee Brown's there, everybody's a decoy and stuff. So yeah. it, it was good to see him hit that free kick and so well. And the keeper must be fuming because nobody picked up David no Wheeler. No followed
1: him in, did they? He had all the time in the world to just control that header in. So. And that was a good finish as well, mate. I think it was. I mean, what, what impressed me was that he had to stoop and still had to get the control to get it, you know, under the bar. So, uh, you know, I'm happy with that. Um, some interesting stats from the game though go for it um so in total for the whole 90 minutes pombi came out with 72 percent possession not enough <laughs> so I mean that says we controlled the game really um we had 24 shots 12 on target so hitting 50 percent yeah you know can't mind about that whilst maidenhead on the other hand had six shots and none on target although they did hit the post um you got to say that it was a lovely ball back in from the player to loop that back it over it was the
0: control I liked actually yeah yeah was guy, it for a, I mean was he a centre point no a, he's a striker isn't he
1: I'm not too sure but I mean it was fantastic touch great to beard it that's what down. I like to say <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I mean it, a dominant performance I think on paper you have to say it, it I think before the game it really did have to be a dominant display but I think there was a lot of nerves we've all seen cup upsets we've all seen teams come up against the bigger teams I think I don't know if any of you watched uh, Wimbledon on Friday night came out with a 1-0 against a team that are in Bognor's league so you know it was a professional display and I don't think throughout the 90 minutes there was any concern for Pompey at all really
0: one thing I was surprised about was the fact that you know when I was previewing the game last week you mate Yep. We thought about the sort of players he put out, the changes he'd make, and yeah, he didn't. He didn't, no.
1: It was a, a full
0: squad. It, mm.
1: it really did shock me. But, I mean, it, it says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot that he he wants to put out a full team. I think it's probably helped in the fact that we haven't got a league game for for, sure. uh, for a couple of weeks. They need to keep fresh and match fit. So, it, you know, maybe we didn't take that into account last week. You know, but it, it, there was a chance for, for some players. Wheeler... For example you know and he's got himself on the score sheet which you know can only do him confidence
0: and get him on a run going into the game against Tottenham which we will probably just like segue into now well we will yeah uh, just a quick one though Um Monday
1: night's second round draw on BBC 2 threw up an absolute oh, shocker for what us. an absolute dream yeah I mean <laughs> all of the places we could have gone we're back at Rochdale uh fixture to be played on the 1st or 2nd of December Probably going to guess first. I can't see it really being a Sunday afternoon TV game. Uh, it's not really one of the standout <laughs> ties. Um, but I mean, thoughts on that? Couldn't have really been a worse draw for me, to be honest with you. Another team in our league. We played them already away. You know. We'll see. Maybe it'll throw up a shot. Let's
0: play devil's advocate with this one, Matt. That's it. I think that it could be seen as a not-too-bad draw at all because, yeah, it's not the most exciting draw. If you're talking about what's an exciting draw for fans to go and watch, yeah. But on the other hand, we dominated Rochdale away from home. Oh, yeah, we did. And and
1: it should really be another tie that we, we should go through. But I saw an article this week... Uh, flashback last season's FA Cup I think it was 5th round or 4th round Rochdale played Spurs at home and got a 2-2 draw and took it out to Wembley so you know, you've got to take into account that I think they'll probably be up for it as well
0: get some gate receipts in <laughs> that's it replay it up <laughs> that's it so do you want to go into the Tottenham review mate right let's slide into the Spurs review right now Matt 3-2 it was it was a good performance obviously there was quite a lot of changes yep. to the team yep it was nice to see Ben Close in midfield pulling the strings, etc. Yep. I thought that obviously Andre Green played and David Wheeler. Yep. Yeah. That that was quite it was interesting to see those two because in the first team we don't see that much of any of those wingers at the moment, due no. to Lowe and Curtis, etc. being a permanent fixture so far in the sides. I think David Wheeler looks extremely dangerous when he gets the ball. Yeah, he's yeah. quick, but he also he, his runs are good. I like the way he gets in behind players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was impressed with his with his display. Great link up play as well, isn't he? You know, with that goal for um,
1: Hawkins, the third yeah. goal. You know, it was instigated by him really, and and I mean, he, I mean, could say it was finished by him. Obviously, Hawkins put the ball in the net, but I mean, all the hard work was done by Wheeler, which is promising because. I think a big problem this season for us is, and and it kind of goes back to the question about why we weren't killing games off, you know, a bit of freshness, uh, a bit of someone who's going to come on and create a bit more. And I think now Wheeler's back and Green is certainly back. I think, you know, we need to start using them and and utilising them to to maybe come on and just finish some games off and they've shown how dangerous they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Wheeler scored in the FA Cup game, Green scored last night. I know they're not the biggest of tests and obviously it's not like playing a League One team, but it's definitely a positive um,
0: in there. Yeah. I mean also I think the biggest shout out would be the fact that some of the young players got to play in this game um, Dan Smith obviously he was injured so um, he didn't get the call up this time but you know Brad Lethbridge put in a pretty good performance up front he did
1: yeah I think um,
0: the coaching staff
1: seemed happy with him yep. um, said that he's going to be a future handful for defenders Um which is, you know, is something that we've seen firsthand when we went down to Bogner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he's fully committed. He chases things down. He never gives up. One thing Joe did say, uh, Joe Gallen, um, was that he felt he needed to work on his physicality a little bit more. Um, with He has the correct build to be
0: physical. Sure. Um, I, I mean... That comes in time. He's it comes very in young. time.
1: I, I think it's something that it, it stands out. But at the same time, you know, Brad's still young. He's still... Um, working on the what they reflect as the man's game, as they were calling it when we were down in Bogner. Man's game, man's game man's, real man's game, real
0: man's, manly game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, they, you know, obviously, I think he'll get that inexperience from playing for Bogner. You know, it's a lot more physical, Definitely. and and they get a lot more brutal tackles down there. So it it, it can only get better for Brad, and and I'm so. Happy that he got that call up and he got yeah, that definitely. chance to, to start. He's well deserved.
0: And uh, yeah, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to our interview with him on episode nine. I think it is. Yes, yes, it is episode
1: nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah flip, flip
1: back. Yeah, flip back, and, and you can listen to his interview about you know his future hopes. So yeah, oh, yeah. Um, other, other young player performances. Yes. Yeah, so Louis Dennis.
0: Yeah.
1: Please tweet us and let us know if I'm wrong, but I think Louis Dennis got man of the match. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw him with a pizza box, so <laughs>
0: um, that's normally a good sign. You weren't just dreaming about getting given a pizza from Louis, Dennis? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> not, not what kind of pizza was it, mate? Um, you were saying
1: the news gave him a seven out of ten. Yeah, I said he had some nice touches. I mean, again, quote me if I'm wrong. But I think he was um, in in the build-up to two goals in that game. Yeah, um, you know, and. Uh, I mean, he won the free kick for the Evans, didn't he? And then he played the ball back through for Wheeler to cross for Hawkins. One so. thing
0: I say about Louis Dennis is the ball seems to stick to his feet well when he, when he gets it. Yeah. And that's what you need in a number 10. So that is, for me, that's pretty promising.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was a bit of an exciting game. Obviously, we went 1-0 down. Personally, me and Hugh were both saying before the show, we felt McGee should have done a bit better.
0: I think it didn't look like he was ever going to get there, you said. When he came out for that, was it the first goal they scored? It was the first goal, yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to get to the ball, don't come out for it as a goalkeeper. Because the defender's still there to narrow the angle. And then you've got an easier shot to take. And especially against an academy team, you know, a a young side at least. Does that come from lack of
1: game time this season though, maybe? or, Or is that being...
0: No, I think it's just his. I think his decision making sometimes just needs a little bit of working on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean it, it's been brought to the attention before, hasn't it? About you know his confidence in coming for crosses. So maybe this is a game. I think it's a similar thing.
0: On. Do you need to? When do you need to come out? When do you stay in the net? Because yeah. McGee's actually a really good shot stopper. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I think he's just tried to be confident there. Yeah, I think he's tried a bit too much, and that's and that's what's happened on that one. Yeah,
1: and I mean the second goal, the the Spurs. Second goal, the consolation, free kick at the end. Stick few, McGee, stick McGivory in there. Stick and you in there. Yeah, me, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel the whole goal, but that's still going in, regardless <laughs> of the case. Um, you know, it's a, a lovely finish uh, back across the keeper, top corner. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think it's disappointing we conceded two, because yeah. the first goal probably should never have come. And I think... You know, we were pretty dominant in that first half. I think we didn't really deserve to come out one nil down. So, you know, to to have such a good second half, get those three goals, you know, it, it made the game a little bit easier. And it, it's that free kick at the end, obviously, made it a bit more interesting finish.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was about three thousand poppy fans there, which is actually a few more than I expected.
1: Yeah, I mean, it obviously,
0: helped it being you know the remembrance. I mm-hmm. think obviously that got the crowd up. But again, were we singing we're on our way at the uh, at the game? <laughs> <laughs> I know Johnny Westwood was <laughs> yeah Johnny West <laughs> think you could hear him Undefeat- undefeated now in the uh, Checker Trade Trophy I think Yeah,
1: yeah through top of the group as well um, can not ask just... me where to find out who we're going to get in the next round because I've not Red, and I'm not overly too fussed no but that's a, a another sort of discussion for later on in the show so but when you you
0: when you're winning you're winning that's yeah, it and it can
1: only bring confidence yeah. so onwards and upwards on that one so yeah, I
0: think that's that's probably the you know the reviews. Um, oh, a little shout out! Um, I thought Anton Walks had a nice little run in that game. Yeah, before having a shot. Yeah, it was a, a brilliant run, wasn't it? Yeah. I did see uh, a lot of people said
1: again he was poor at centre back um, and shouldn't be playing at centre back. He's played right back, got a lot of criticism. Where do you want to see him?
0: Was yeah. There,
1: where do you want to see him? Because I think he's good enough to to be playing in games for us i think he's he you know he is young and and he's got a lot of learning to do but at the same time i think he he's got a lot of quality about him
0: i quite like him at right back and i quite like him in holding midfield holding him.
1: midfield for me i yeah. think is his strongest position and i think that's where we saw him at his best last
0: season yeah i agree Maybe centre back and right back doesn't suit him too much. I think he can play right back. I, I think that centre back is one of those is a bit of a difference. Okay, I mm-hmm. think that Jamalo's is not the kind of player that tracks back too much. No, and so you don't get as much cover on that side compared to Ronan Curtis, who does track back quite a lot with Lee Brown. a yeah. change of Lee Brown. Yeah, but I, I don't see any reason why when you know when Thompson was out. Walks is filled in, and it really hasn't affected us that much. No, team. it didn't. No, I think if this is the that, that's one of the things we've got to moan about as a fan base. It's a positive, really. We're blessed, it? really, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, because yeah. that's such a minor problem. Yeah, yeah, of course it is.
1: So yeah, no. Um, overall, two games, two wins, three in a row, three in a row, domination
0: from domination. Pompey. The Bradford game spurred us on. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so yeah, uh, happy times. And
1: I think that's it for part one.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to play some jazzy little tune and then we're going to roll right into the magical part two. That's it. Of two. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy, a little jingle coming up. Welcome back to part two of the PO Forecast. And we'll be doing Matt's debate, and then doing some listener questions. That's it. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of interest in the last two fixtures, in particular. The questions have been flying in, Matt, haven't they, this week? Oh yes, oh yes. So yeah, we'll plenty we'll, of response. That's <laughs> it. Loads of responses. So we'll get to those next. <laughs> First, though, we're going to do Matt's debate. It's time for Matt's debate. That's right, Pompey fans, it's time for Matt's Debate And today we'll be asking Out of all the players that you've seen in the last two games Who has made a push or a claim for a first-team place? Matt, start us off, mate Let's go into this one Yeah, so
1: More to the point, obviously Just so everyone's on a level here We've had the likes of Andre Green return We've had the likes of David Wheeler Louis Dennis came in for the Czech Republic trophy game yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Out of all of them, for me David Wheeler has impressed me the most he was so busy yesterday uh, created the goal for Ollie Hawkins he scored against Maidenhead so yeah for me it's got to be David Wheeler I think but it kind of goes again doesn't it on the fact that we can't really ship Jamal out and and replace him with Wheeler
0: Jamal's earned his place out on that right wing Can, can Wheeler play on the left? he can play in the middle I know he can play in the I number I imagine 10 he could Roth.
1: probably probably fit in on the left I don't think he'd have any problem with that but do you pull Roden Curtis out?
0: Well do you know what I think that he makes a really really good claim that he should be on the bench and when one of those players isn't possibly you know playing to their best or maybe the number 10 position isn't quite working you can play Wheeler in 10 yep. or you can switch one of those guys to play 10 as well Yeah, I think that I'd like to see him come on. If we get another situation like the Bradford game... Yeah, which, kill, you know, kill I, him off. The Bradford game, he says, <laughs> then I want to see him come on and make an impact yeah. because I think he really can make a difference there for this sort of direct running and his yeah. link-up play. And it will actually cause opposition teams as well a little bit of worry because he he'll come on and make a difference. something else to think, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, he's
1: something else he to think about. He's going to be making runs. He's going to be dropping in behind defenders. I think you know when a team's battling from maybe 1-0 down they're trying to push on everything it opens up the space for someone like Wheeler
0: definitely and his pace in particular as well Yeah, and his yeah,
1: direct running and
0: I think it's even
1: a bigger bonus now Andre Green's comeback obviously stepped into the squad last night and scored I don't think we can rave about the fact that he scored last night it wasn't really emphatic was it, it wasn't emphatic no and in all honesty it's a fixture that you would expect someone like Green to probably get on the score sheet in Yeah. League One, obviously, is a different step up, but... It's the time on the ball, mate. That it is the time on the thing. ball, yeah. yeah. And and it's obviously the the tackles that are going to be coming in. It's going to be slightly different, you know, to to what he's used to. But at the same time, I think he's someone that's going to come on with a bit of energy as well. And, you know, he's going to be another one that could potentially finish teams off when we're at that 1-0 stage, you know. And Low and Curtis have done their part in the first half. I agree. You know, so... I mean, I think you could say that there's a lot of case for, for some of them to step up. Louis Dennis, you know, yeah, he had a good game last night. You know, got on, got on the assist with uh, Wheeler for the Hawkins goal. Yeah, Is he ready for League One football yet? Yeah. I think this goes back to our conversation last week, doesn't it, really? I think we said if he doesn't play in the Maidenhead game, then
0: yeah, you know, we going to online. get him out loan.
1: And he didn't play in the Maidenhead game you know he did step into the squad last night was that compensation for him not playing in the maidenhead game
0: i don't think so i i, I mean, it could be seen as compensation but again i think it's two completely different two completely different situations really yeah. the maidenhead game's an fa cup game whilst okay against a non league side but the, the Spurs team is still are still a young team. They're still an academy team. Oh, of course
1: they are. Yeah, and they're they're learning their trade as well. Yeah, you know. So it's probably a good fit for him to come into a game like that. You know, he's he's playing with against players who are also learning as well. So it obviously gives him that experience, I suppose.
0: You know. But is he is he only going to be sp- played in the Checker Trade Trophy? Yeah, I mean, if is, he is, that's not yeah. enough
1: games for him. I mean, this is what Robbie Blake was saying, wasn't it? Himself, you know, he said.
0: Was it Robbie yeah, Blake at, at Bognor, by at the Bognor, way? At Bognor Regis, yeah, yeah. If, for people who don't know
1: Robbie Blake, the legend of Burnley. <laughs> but he um, you know, he said, it, yes, it's fine that the, these lads are playing academy football in front of 50 people. Yeah, last night, Louis finally got to play in front of 3,500 people, which is obviously better for him, but he needs to be doing that more than just once. Yeah, in the okay. checker trade Trophy, I think... You know, it, it does point out to me I think he needs to go out on loan. Personally.
0: He's had he's had a good performance in the Checker Trade trophy game. So let's see if Kenny Jackett utilises him on the bench. Because if he doesn't put him on the bench after that game, and it was a good game, it was a good performance yeah, from him, yeah. then again I'm still gonna say good performance and I wanna see him go out on loan. Yeah. Because if he's not in the match day squad, he needs to be playing games, he needs to go out on loan. But let's not take that away. I think you can put him on the bench. And and see him come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that again it adds another you know attacking dimension to the team and something we haven't quite got in the same way, isn't he? He's sort of a natural number ten. I mean Gareth Evans, let's be honest, is he, playing really well in that position as well. I don't think he needs to come out of that no, position no. at all.
1: And I don't I think that you know, that's why there's no real place I mean you were just saying about David Wheeler fitting into the number ten position, Gareth Evans plays in the number ten position. Precisely yeah, exactly. Andre Green can play in the number ten position. So really he's way down in the pecking order in, in sense of that. I mean, one thing we've got to say and we've got to support is that Kenny's obviously putting some trust in youth. I mean, I hate I hate trying to say his name because I don't want to get his name wrong but the young lad at right back yeah Hadji McGoa. Magoa is it Magoa or Goa I, I'm not too sure anyway you know the lad's played two Czech Trey Trophy games now out at the academy and impressed him both again last night you know he really impressed was strong I mean me and you were, were shocked weren't we we were watching the highlights um, of the Tottenham game the extended highlights of the Tottenham game yeah. So just to refresh our heads and he made a brilliant strong shoulder barge challenge
0: yeah it was completely fine and you know he got a free kick
1: against him so I don't think you can mark him on that but uh, you know he played well again last night and, and it's good that Kenny's put in you know these players into the Checker trade team and they're the sort of players that can get the Checker trade trophy and just play in that you know that's great for them Brad Lethbridge
0: well if you're 16, Rigoa, or whatever that is, it, right. that is a Louis place. Dennis
1: we bought him we went out in the summer and bought him You don't then sit him in in the academy and not bring him out for anything. No,
0: not when you've got a two-year pro contract as well. Yeah,
1: so get him out on loan, get him some match experience in League 2, bring him back next season, see how he goes.
0: If you can't get League 2 experience, he could go to a conference team on a short-term loan. Yeah, yeah. You've got to look at Adam May at Aldershot. Yeah, yeah, another one. I mean, we've
1: obviously drifted off topic a little bit, but the point I'm trying to sort of make is... You know, if you're gonna, if you want to say these players need to, or who's going to step up and and really worry the first eleven, for me it's the two that we discussed earlier, which is Wheeler and Green. But I mean, Wheeler at the moment has looked the most competent for me, and I think is probably the most likely to be seen in the first team more recently.
0: Now another player, obviously who does play in the first team, but has been sort of pushed out slightly at the moment. He's been close. That's it. He played a big role in that game. He did. He was seemed to be all over the place last night. But I think
1: he's probably been watching Nigel Quasi a little bit too much from the
0: oh, attempts he had. I think he listens to the podcast, Ben. And if you do, I like your sort of side foot, Gillingham face finish. Because yeah. that was beautiful into the corner. No, it was a delightful little finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it well, was. You don't need to put as much power behind it. And don't worry. Because if you're trying to nudge out Naylor from a position in center midfield he's not exactly finishing either. So he, <laughs> yeah. he does everything right, but at the same time, don't worry about going for the screamers, just get them on just target. get him on target, that's it. Test the keeper, especially at that
1: age as well, you know, a young young Spurs keeper.
0: Yeah, I don't think, I don't think McGee's going to be causing uh, McGilvery any, any night sleepless nights really no. in I mean, goal. just sort
1: of shifting back to, to Ben Close, I mean, it, the great thing about him last night, he he was moving the ball well, he looked very busy, Yeah, you know, so he's always great to have in the squad he's mostly on the bench he does come on and make appearances and he does steady that ship up in the middle no, and, he's and, and gets the ball moving so you know again
0: Ben great performance
1: you know, hopefully sure. we'll be seeing more of him
0: and I, I've, I think Ben Closier's got what I'd like to call quite a high ceiling He's a player that will get better. Yes, and yeah. he's a player that I think has actually got the quality and the way he yeah. plays to even play up in the championship. And I think Kenny's a big
1: fan of him. You know, I think yeah. I think Kenny's fully behind Ben Close, and and he's maturing him really well, ready for for a step up like that. So, it's it's really promising to to see the lads coming through, you know, and 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 making a a, a case for the. Mm. you know for the team
0: I suppose we should also give a, a shout out as well to Christian Burgess who played you know led the team centre back as well he looked very good I think he had a really good game at the back he's a yeah. you know, very steady player but you know he came across a few times as well and you know just broke the play up He, I think one of their players came down the left hand side wing he looked absolutely rapid and he, he paced past but Burgess came across and just he showed a little bit too much of the ball and he just came across and, and took the ball off him
1: and yeah. I think that's what Burge brings to be honest with you you know yeah he's made a few mistakes and we've digged on him a little bit this season but I think he's still got the experience to shut a player like that out of a game sure so perfect you know confidence builder a game for Burge if we need to bring him in if, if Kenny's trying to, to rest look Jack. after Jack this season sure
0: it, it, you know, it installs confidence again in the back line. And he looks a lot more confident at the moment. He does. His play, he looks like he's yeah. making decisive decisions at the back and that, that's exactly what I wanted to see I've for Christian admit, Burgess.
1: It, it made me chuckle when uh, Kenny brought him on on Saturday and shifted him into right-back. And, <laughs> and I can't really see Burge being the driving right-back.
0: but I can. Nathan, Nathan Tom, Thompson. Nathan Thompson and Burge. <laughs> when he picks up too many yellow cards again. Uh, you know, he
1: might, might have been mis- misunderstood <laughs> as... Um, Gareth Bale, <laughs> <laughs> scum of Bale, scum of Bale. But yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of of good signs. It's only good for Pompey that we're we're asking questions like this, you know, because you always want players testing other players. You always want a squad. You always, you know, want the option to change things and bring on fresh legs and and a bit of excitement. And I think we've got that in abundance. So yeah, in the in terms to the debate. I'm going with Wheeler for me, he's impressed the most. Obviously, only one person um, got back to one of our questions this week, which we're going to go on to in a minute. I thought we had loads of questions back today. No, just the one. (laughs) And do you know what? We know how many of you are listening, so stop being lazy. Get yourself on there when we put a question out. Let us know. We, we, you know, we love talking about it. We love hearing people's
0: opinions. That's the show it.
1: doesn't tick unless we hear from you guys. So
0: yeah, Theo Forecasting, send us a tweet. Right. So let's just go into the listener question. The one that we put out this
1: week, didn't we? We we put out the, the first listener question this week.
0: All right. Okay. Let's be technical about this. There's two questions. <laughs> one of which we asked ourselves. And so one
1: which came from a regular listener. <laughs>
0: That's it. So first question, Matt, fly out.
1: So Gareth Evans made his one hundred and fiftieth Pompey appearance against Maidenhead. Well done, Gareth. Congratulations. Yay, hey,
0: Gareth Evans. The <laughs> question was,
1: is he staking a place to be put as a Pompey great? And I'm not saying legend. And this was a response that we got back from Walk the Ninety Two. Yeah. Uh, was the Twitter handle. And He said that he was so glad we didn't use the legend label that's so easily chucked around now. I agree. You know, I don't think we can put Gareth Evans in the legend bracket, but certainly a Pompey great. And I think I've got to say your comment about Gareth Evans summed it up really for me.
0: I can't even remember what I wrote, Matt, so go for it. So you said
1: that he's a great servant to the club, always puts in 100% effort. Leads by example, you know, captain's armband. You know, what, what can you say I'll about be, I'll it be honestly. honest, yeah.
0: Here's, here's where we go. And we, he also hates scummers. He does hate scummers. Put that out there. <laughs> he did. That's that speech. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's the one that makes me proud. That's Gareth <laughs> Evans. Not just the effort on and off the field. But the fact is, though, right, Gareth Evans, he's a great player for us. He's a great person. I mean, I heard Kenny Jacket talking about how he leads the team as a captain and how he's different to how Brett leads the team he's not as vocal supposedly in the way that he yeah. shouts at players and yeah. but apparently he just leads by example he's out there running 110% isn't he, he he's is. driving people forwards he he almost gets the midfield to push out as well with I him i
1: think he's he's one of those players as well now that you say he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet I would say, mm. now, particularly at this point in the season, since he's kind of come back into the team, sure. the, the assists that he's providing, the goals that he's scoring, the work rate he's providing. His finishing has definitely improved. Oh, hasn't it? I mean, he, he keeps proving it as well. We can, we can, I mean, he's, his goals this season, what's he on now? Six, seven, yeah,
0: maybe? Yeah, I, I think or? six. But yeah, I think yeah. what it is, though, is he can always score a goal. But at the moment, when he, when he takes a shot, he, you know, he's either top corner, bottom right. It's pretty. He's, he's so confident when he's taking those yeah. shots on. You know, you, you know he's going to score when he hits that, and he knows it's going in. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, when you when you sort of
1: we put the question out and we said the term great, I think we meant you know there has been some great players down at Pompey. Paul Benson. <laughs> Paul Benson.
0: <laughs> if anyone remembers Paul Benson, <laughs> legends. Um, Michael Smith, January transfer move.
1: What is this talk about getting Michael Smith back when (laughs) everyone's slated him for so long? I mean, yeah, he's doing all right in the Championship, but come on. Can't have it it all. No, no. But anyway, I mean, we were sliding away from it again. Um, Yeah, I mean, Gareth Evans, in my eyes, definitely a Pompey great. I think you would say Jed Wallace was a Pompey great when he was at the club.
0: No, I think it, you know, I he think
1: was, he was. He he worked hard, he scored goals. There's he, a tier
0: below legend, isn't there? That's there what is. that's what yeah, it is. That's where we've got You've there. got you've got legend, then you've got great. You Todorov. got legend.
1: Yeah, Pompey, Pompey legend, Toddy you know, then you've got Linvoy Primus, Alan Knight. Yeah. You know, they they come under the legend bracket. Gareth Evans comes under the great for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I I agree and I think that he's obviously still got a lot of years to play for us although he has, he has got a contract coming up I believe. I think yeah, yeah in he the has,
1: summer. Um, I'm sure it will be renewed, he seems to be happy at the club, I think giving him the captain's armband this season is definitely going to help with that as well.
0: I think that he, I think we look around January, I think Kenny Jackett looks to, I know he actually signed some players last season and around this, this time of year. Yeah. Um, but I think that now he's going you know, to wait till more, January.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was more last season we had to kind of drag players in with the injuries we had and mm-hmm. the lack of depth of squad and bringing in Stephen Henderson probably wasn't going to resolve that. But anyway, that's another... Matt was a big fan of that transfer, are not you, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I was a, a big Stephen Henderson fan in the first time round. Second time, I just was like, what is going on here? But anyway... So yeah, that's that was the. um, That's masturbate for this week. Yeah, well, no, that was the second uh, first listener question. Oh yeah. Yeah, we don't masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) Um, off today. So second listener question comes from Greg again. Yes, Greg. Greg. (laughs) Always good to hear from Greg. Always appreciated. And Greg's question, uh, question maybe statement, was as much as this competition is, I think the word Greg used was maligned, and he understands that, he still always wants Pompey to win. Checker trade trophy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, checker trade trophy. Sorry, sort of roll back on that. It was about the checker trade trophy. I mean, I said to Greg uh, on this one, I think it's natural to want your team to win, no matter what, I think... It doesn't really matter the fact that we all hate the competition. You always still want your team to do well. I think it brings confidence into the next game. Shout out to Editor from Pompey News now who just shut this down for yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Adam. <laughs> yeah, just closing the question, um, which was Adam's response anyway was get promoted, never have to worry about it. Then one day we can put our own 21 team out.
0: That would be great, wouldn't it? I, when, I, when I read that, I was just thinking. Oh yeah We can put our own Under-21s team out there <laughs> oh, Then I thought How hypocritical Would we be yeah. <laughs> We're all boycotting The games We're not, None of us are going Yeah But then if we got promoted Into the Premier League We stick our own Under-21s side out Like yeah I mean <laughs> Greg, Greg also said He said uh, Say so that scummers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're obviously in League 1 and we're, we're banging out our under-21 Just side. shout
1: out. Their their team's obviously been training, their under-21 team's obviously been training with the first team because they got spanked 3-0 by Southampton <laughs> last night. So <laughs> don't worry, there's no future upcoming scummers. So we we can carry on laughing for a few more years. Yeah, looking forward to next season. But I mean, Greg kind of had a point. He, he closed the question out by saying, you know, by going out of the competition, you're not, you know denying the competition and they're not going to be bothered by it so do you just go for it anyway
0: here's the thing right the team who wants to win and Kenny Jacket is going to set the team up to win what he is going to do though is he's going to introduce as we said young players and give them the opportunity to succeed as well Mm-hmm. I think that the FA Cup, he actually wants to go on a bit of a run. He wants to test the team against better opposition. You can see that way the way he tried to keep that momentum against Maidenhead's, and he put out the first the first team against mm-hmm. arguably a worse team. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maidenhead are a worse team yeah, than yeah, the Tottenham yeah. under twenty ones. Yeah. So the fact that you play your your squad, you know, your main team in that squad just shows the, the the weighting he puts on that competition. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So it's not it's not the fact that you know the team aren't. Fully on board the Checker Trade Trophy, but they are in the level that they're going to want to win in every game that they play in at the moment. Yeah. And I think that we don't have to support, you know, the competition with a with a wallet or anything. But we definitely don't have to resent the team in winning. and I, mean, I, I know, think that's what it is. Yeah, no,
1: totally. I know. I mean, me and you made a good point while we were having a chat in the break. How many people would actually go to Wembley if we got there?
0: That's a big question. Isn't it you? is a
1: massive question. And I'll tell you what. We'll stick a poll out and see the response, I think.
0: Greg, we can always rely on your vote, mate. We can always rely. (laughs) At least Greg to get there.
1: And the other 218 of you that listened last week, get clicking. We we can see how many listened, so we know you're all there.
0: Share with your friends and see if we can get some other people to click on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just get it out there. I mean, I would like to know because it gives us something again next week to kind of discuss. You know, it'd be interesting to see if you would go to Wembley. Would you turn down A day out at Wembley in the sun, you know, a few beers, 45,000 Pompey fans. Plus, we all laughed at the Scummers last season in the FA Cup semi final with their poor turnout. That's a
0: bit different, though, FA Cup. Of
1: course it is, no, but, you know, do we want to turn up at Wembley with 3,000 or 1,000? They don't have enough fans who can afford to go, that's their problem. Well, yeah, of course, you know, totally. (laughs) That's what happens when you. We'll we'll stop there anyway. Off topic on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right, so. the next thing we're going to roll into in a minute is the just an update on the Lone Watch. Yeah, so... So what we're going to do is I have to stop this for one second because I can't edit for shit and basically the recording is going to run out. So, one second. And we're back. Right, anyway, Lone Watch, Matty. We've got a bit of news here, haven't we?
1: Yeah, so another two Pompey players have headed down to the night Camp
0: the night Camp that is right so now we have five players that have been down on loan at the Mighty Bogner Regis yep
1: yeah, so it is Leon Maloney this time and yep.
0: Freddie Reid well as we said we want more players to go out on loan so Kenny thanks for listening and appreciate you listening to our advice yep yeah, yep. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> Matt Casey <laughs> Yeah. Matt Casey would also be a good shout in case you're uh, listening again <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, um, exciting stuff.
1: Uh, me and you are hoping to to go down, uh, have a little visit and a little chat with them if they let us back. If they let us back and we haven't misbehaved too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, any any rocks fans or, or uh, board mm. members listening, mm. please, can we just pop back and uh, come and have a chat with uh, two of your new recruits? Let's see if the uh, security guard will let us in the back again. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, no. Freddie Reed, if you don't know. Uh, sorry mate Um, Mm, Freddie Reid if you don't know he's a attacking midfielder uh, likes to get forward likes to score goals and I believe Leon Maloney is a midfielder as well I think Um, just a bit of an update as well Dan Smith is finally on the mend Uh, not match fit to be able to play in yesterday's Czech trade trophy he's back in training as well. but he he? is back in training and he might make a little appearance on the weekend uh, for them
0: yeah so they're actually gonna get some of their firepower back. Obviously they've got Brad Leffridge already there. Uh, Joe Dandy is sidelined at the moment, centre back, which is a bit disappointing for him, I'm sure, a bit frustrating. But you know, once he makes his return, I think that's gonna be again a, a boost for him and his development down there. Yeah. A- and it's great really watching the young kids really get some proper game time.
1: Yeah, I mean they've unfortunately Bogner have slipped to the last few weeks and, and not had some good results, obviously as Hughes just said they have been a bit thin
0: so that's yeah. it I'm doing a little Matt got confused because I'm doing a money side <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be uh, I can remember our little bet Matt what was that? he's forgotten about it already we're going down Harvester on the way to the game are we? you can't remember I can't remember well our bet was whoever finished higher Pompey or Bogner the other person yeah, was going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to be buying them a harvester well at the moment Pompey are sitting in number one in the league they are Bogner is slipping as Matt said Yeah. I'm thinking about my all salad buffet delight <laughs> I'm going to be eating though a la carte off the menu none of that messing around with sort of like you know what is it buffet deal yeah let's just go and throw it in there let's get it all in there yeah, yeah i'm gonna start i'm gonna start looking at the menu now
1: mate you do that mate you do that I think the only thing they can do for you is a jacket potato mate it's all about the meat that <laughs> harvester. <laughs> but yeah no so obviously that's not going well for me but hopefully with the, the two new lads coming down Dan Smith coming back they'll, they'll start bouncing back getting some yeah, goals definitely. and uh, I think we will see them hopefully dig themselves
0: out of that league and, and sort of get themselves back to where they kind of belong really with that sort of squad precisely No, they should, they should be pushing for the playoffs and um yeah, well I'm sure they'll get back on track and getting the two players from Pompey is only gonna help them with that. Obviously there's no game to look forward to at the weekend since Charlton are a bunch of pussies and can't play us and trying to put the game off as long as possible. So instead we'll have to look forward to the game, which will obviously we're gonna be back on next Thursday. Well recording Wednesday, but you guys will be listening to it Thursday or from then. So, we'll look at the Scunthorpe game then. Um, It'll be on the Saturday after, so a week on this Saturday. November 24th. Matt knows the exact date. Nice one, mate. And then we'll be playing Walsall after that. Yeah, back Uh, on
1: the 27th on the Tuesday after the uh, Scunthorpe game.
0: So. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, give us a follow at PO4Cast, at PompeyNewsNow, at puck.uk, at mcoric 87 You can listen to us on, on uh, Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, obviously on SoundCloud, which has always been out on. Give us a tweet, send us your questions, and until next time, play at Pompey. Play at Pompey.